Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, man. How's it going? <laughs> Pretty good, man. You got a laid-back look today. Got the I do. t-shirt well, on, the backwards hat. hat. That's right, because uh, it's Monday. You look like Woody Harrelson and White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> uh, you know, but see, that's the thing. I can't. So I, it's I, true in a sense. Yeah. I think that's, that's true for a lot of yes. us. Yes. <laughs> what have you been up to? Everything good? I have been. I got a, a new uh, pellet grill. I've been really excited about that. I thought you were the about to say pellet things. gun. <laughs> no. You've been shooting squirrels, Victor? Probably need to soon. <laughs> but uh, but I'm really excited about it because, you know, I like to cook and, you know, trying out new stuff and made some ribs, and apparently they're really well. I mean, they're cooked they cooked really good, and people liked it. So yeah. I was about to say well done, but they're not. They're really perfect. So <laughs> I hear you. It's Man, it's the ordinary things in life, huh? It is, yes. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. I'm glad you brought that up, you know, just talking about these ordinary things we enjoy in life because, you know, in the last few weeks and in, in Zoom calls with our men's group and actually a conversation I had today with a, a friend of mine, you know, we've been talking a lot about that, that, you know, oftentimes in our lives, and if you can remember, you know, the first couple of years of our men's group, there were a lot of people that were always talking about how sort of depressed they were and it, it, because of, well, I have nothing to look forward in my li- to in my mm-hmm. life, you know, this this perspective of um of man this is the it's just my life's ordinary and there's nothing special about it and i have nothing to look forward to and and i I need these things to look forward to in my life i need the extraordinary in my life to feel always good about who i am and where i am and what i'm doing and so you know that's perspective that we all have It, it you know and those things could change and there's different perspectives. There's our perspectives. There's the, there's the I'm getting tongue tied. Perspective of our families. Yeah. Um. You know. But the thing that gets me is is what we think is ordinary isn't isn't necessarily ordinary. But also that we can find God in the ordinary. I mean, look right now in the quarantine time that we're in. If there's anything out there that I think across the board people would tell you that this is brought back in their life is that is slowing down has meant something to them. Is is finding these things that we've not done together, like sitting down for dinners, going on walks in the park, you know, going on bike rides, doing all of these things, playing with my kids outside, whatever it is. But these these things have invited us back into the sense of the of the ordinary and, and is, is really working to change a lot of the perspective out there of people. Um, you know, I was reading a poll the other day that said that, you know, 40% of people now are considering homeschooling their kids hmm. because of what they've seen in this time. Um, uh, of just the time that they have with their children and, and and wanting to spend more with that. I think that's what's going to be really hard for people when when we're allowed back into our offices and into work and all those things is I think there's going to be a lot of people that, that miss and are going to have a hard time leaving their family. It's almost like we're all on a maternity leave. You know, we're all, you know, we're having fun with our family. We're, we're being those, those providers and protectors. And then when we're told to go back to work, and especially for us that have those long hours from – you know, seven thirty to five thirty, whatever, and always working. It's going to be difficult to kind of, you know, create that space again. I think. I mean, for me, maybe, maybe not, because I'll be more traveling, more on the road now. Right. When everything gets the green light, and uh, I may miss a lot of things that that I'm really enjoying right now. Well, and I mean, it, it's funny. Like that question is, why isn't the, isn't ordinary enough for us? 
you know, I can remember several times in my life, especially growing up and, and even, you know, before I really got into my faith and, and, and really got to know the person of Jesus, uh, I, I remember thinking a lot about just always looking forward to things, looking like it'd be Monday or Tuesday and I go, okay, what's going on this weekend? What do I have to do this week? Do I have anything special? Is there a basketball game I get to go to? Am I going to a Grizzlies game? Am I having people over this weekend? Like, what is it for me to look forward to? Like always looking for something that would bring some sort of purpose and meaning to that week or that was was above the norm. You know, and if there wasn't something, I can remember feeling sort of depressed about it. Like, man, I don't have anything to look forward to until you know, two weeks from now or a month from now or whatever that is and, and feel almost physically and emotionally like I, I sank. And, and I know there's a lot of men that share in that oh, because yeah, yeah. I've talked about it. And, and you know, at the time, like I said, I, I wasn't walking in my faith the way I am now. And now I realize that, that, you know, my purpose and everything else comes from something much different. I don't, I don't look for fleeting moments of things to, to, to find my joy in, but the thing is, like, why is it? Why do we look for the extraordinary? What is it in our lives that we that that we think isn't good enough for us? Because that is a perspective that needs to change. You know, I look at it as a father and and a husband, and where we our perspective may be, man, going home to this is just ordinary. I'm going home again. Like I went to, I woke up, I took a shower, I went to work. I'm coming home. I'm going to pay the bills. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have dinner. I'm going to watch an hour of TV. Then I'm going to go to bed. And I'm going to get up again tomorrow and do the same thing. And it's this Groundhog Day approach to life that we just find mundane. But we're, if that's the way we're really going through life, then we're missing a tremendous amount of what God is trying to bless us with. Because like this weekend, you know, Angela asked me to do a couple things and, and you know, she wanted me to put up some ceiling fans around the house and, and do some other stuff around the house. And normally I look at that stuff, I'm like, man, I don't want to do that. Like, I, that's the last thing I want to do. I'll do it sometime. I'll do it sometime. Well, this weekend I wound up doing it. In fact, yesterday I, I spent most of the day doing that after church. We were able to go to mass for the first time. And, you know, in the midst of all of that is I'm, you know, hanging ceiling fans mm. and changing lights, fixtures and all that stuff and 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 doing all this. Like I'm just thinking about like, man, I'm really enjoying this and this is gonna make Angel happy and all of that. But then here comes my son. They had gone to a store and I think it was Target or something, and he took some money with him. And he comes back and he's, you know, I've got like one hand holding the fan up in the ceiling. I got like wires tied around my ear and I'm trying, mm-hmm. like, you know, balance all this stuff by myself. And, and, um, and he comes in with this massive Lego, like, you know, uh, ATST, like a vehicle from Star Wars thing. He's like, What's Dad, ATST? What's it's sort of the chicken walker for, oh, for okay. this gotcha. from, uh, from Star Wars. But he comes in and he's like, Dad, I got this thing. And like, Man, I can't wait for you. Will you help me build it? And I'm sitting here going, I'm four hours into this and almost done and thinking, you know, I just want to have some dinner and sit down and relax and go to bed. And he's just, I'm like, yeah, son, we'll, we'll, we'll look at doing that later. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't get finished till seven, eating a late dinner, getting in the shower. It's eight something. And, and he's just like got all the pieces out on the floor. He's got the bags there. He's got everything laid out just waiting on me. And I come in there, you know, walking through the den to my bedroom. He's like, Dad, are you ready? And everything like in my body said, no, I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want to sit on the floor. I'm tired. I'm, I mean, when you're 6'8 and you're standing on a stool and you've been bending funny all day long trying to put something up in the air, like your entire body aches. I can mm-hmm. just tell you that. Yeah. So I was just sort of done from doing all that. And all I want to do is just go lay down. And I looked and he's like, Dad, you remember when you said you were going to do this? So I went and sat down on the floor with him. And we sat there until midnight building that thing. I mean, it was, it took forever. But 
and his eye was this sparkle. You know, it was just like, man, my dad's sitting here and he's interested in what I'm doing and he was telling me all about it and showing me how he could put these pieces together. And, and whereas, like, to me, it was an ordinary moment. To him, it was extraordinary. You know, and I think we don't do that enough. Like, we think these things that, that we see as ordinary in our lives, to our wives, to our kids, are, are, that they're just ordinary. But to them, like, if you crawl behind their eyes, if you if you get in their heads, like, Jacob... To him, that means my dad. I'm worthy of my dad's time. My dad is willing to spend time with me. My dad loves me. My dad wants to be interested in the things that I'm interested in. And that's something that can mean the world to them. Because look at the opposite of that. If, those, if we allow those moments to just be ordinary in our life, and we don't want anything to do with them, and we shirk them off because we'd rather go do what we want to do, then all of a sudden, because we're their, their father, that builds into the persona of the father I'm not worthy of his time. I'm not interesting enough for him. Sure, transfers he doesn't, from one to the other. Right. Yeah. He doesn't right. want to be with me. I'm not good enough for him. And whether we like it or not, our the, what we're called as father, the same thing as our heavenly father. And that can easily be transferred onto him from our children. If we're finding that, hey, these things are ordinary and boring and I don't want anything to do with them, I'm going to go open a beer and watch this game or watch this documentary I wanted to or this movie and avoid all that. Then, then we don't know what kind of damage we're really doing, and, and, and what we're missing out on, if we're looking at that as at, as at, at that as ordinary instead of extraordinary time we could spend with them. Right, and what you're bringing up to, I think, is a topic is is when we see our lives as ordinary and non non essential or not not excited. I guess you could say whatever verbiage you want to enter in there. It, it it's because we have yet to remove the selfishness of within ourselves, um, and I think for us to see the extraordinary behind our eyes we have to place ourselves in those that we're spending time with um maybe when we were little know the big things that we did with our dad you know maybe going fishing or doing yard work or going boy scout camping you know stuff that's how my dad and i bonded and and that may not be that'll be each kid's different on how they would like to have that spend that time with but it's important and valuable for us to kind of know what our kids are driven for to be that one-on-one time with them and and really like i said make a pivotal moment in their lives mm-hmm. and recollection of knowing that wow i'm important to my dad well and that's something like i can think of right now things that my father did with me you know i can remember he usually was too he showed me how to play basketball but he didn't get out there and play a lot with me because he worked so much whenever he was outside he was doing yard work and all the other things he had to do in the little amount of time he had to do them mm-hmm. and i could but i remember like on i could on like counting on my hands a number of times that he was outside with me or he did special things with me that just are rock solid in my memory. And, and I mean, so that's the thing, like we have to, we have to be able to look at these things, not as these fleeting or whatever, I'll have more time for that because quite frankly, my son's 10 in a couple of years, he, he's not going to want anything to do with me now. Granted, you know, everybody says when they get a little bit older, you know, out of their teens, they want to come right back and, and be around you and spend time with you. But there's those te- those years in the Pre-teens, teenage, yeah. yeah, where they're just, they want to do their own thing. And, and so that time's going to be gone before long. And, and so we can't, we can't sit here and, and really look at these things as mundane. Even the fan thing with Angela, you know, I didn't want to do that. That seemed like, man, it's a bunch of ordinary work. And I just, I, I don't feel like screwing with that. And the fact is, her face when when she came home and all that stuff was done, and how happy it was. I mean, I thought she was going to cry for a minute mm-hmm. because she just was like, "Man, I, I've been talking about this, and you you just went and did it, and, and and it's done, and thank you so much." And 
that means more to her than any flowers or candy or date night or any of that stuff we could have done. The fact that I listened to her, I honored what she wanted, and I did that. And it may, yeah, would I rather have been doing something else Sunday afternoon? Would I rather have been on the boat fishing? Yeah, yeah but I mean, putting her first is was an extraordinary moment for her. You know, that was something where she's like, man, I really, really appreciate what he's done. And so, you know, we, we have to change our mindset from this because if we're just guys that are walking around looking for the next thing, the next the next high, the next enjoyable moment, then we're missing out on the thing that we were put here to do in our lives, which is, it, which is to be what our family needs us to be, to really find joy in our domestic church. Our, our primary vocation is men. Right. You know, unless you've chosen to go into the priesthood or, or the, to the clergy, you know, it's that that's our primary vocation is finding join that. And there's, um, you know, there's a couple of saints that have talked about that and a couple of writers and one of them, St. Jose Maria Escrivia. And he says, there is something holy, something divine hidden in the most ordinary situations. And it is up to each one of you to discover it. There is no other way, my daughters and sons, either we learn to find our Lord in ordinary everyday life or we shall never find him. And that's something that just when I read that, it, 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 I was just like, yes, that's it. That's it. Because that's where we find God. You know, you always hear about these people that are that are trying all of these things to find God and these different, I've tried this and I've been at this church, I've been at that church and I've gone to this thing and gone to that camp and I've gone to this retreat and I've gone to that. And it's like, and, and I'm still constantly searching. And the thing is, we overlook that God just wants to come to us in these ordinary things. That, that we have to change our perspective around to, to, to understand that, that we're going to find God more in, in the joys that he, he's going to, the graces that he's going to give us through that time with our families than we're going to find any, anywhere else in any course or any trip or anything like that, that, that God is, lives in the ordinary and he's in those ordinary moments in our life. And if we, all, if, if we change our perspective and we start to see that, then that ordinary all of a sudden becomes extraordinary to us. And we don't need to look for all these other things and these moments in my life where I can I need this to look forward to on this day. No, I look forward to every day because every day is a moment that I get to spend with my wife, with my children, being a gift to people. And that's enough. And that's where I find my joy. Right. And you mentioned this earlier, you know, like I found myself early in life um, living week to week in a sense of you know, Monday through Friday, doing my thing, whatever it was, but yet looking towards the weekend, especially during college football season, for the big game, you know, or watching mm-hmm. other big games. I mean, that's how I kind of measured my happiness sometimes. It's like if some other team, I won't say who was lost big, then I'd be really happy. If my team won, then I'm happy too. But but I kind of mitigated my happiness on the outcome of a weekend sometimes. So I mean, I think a lot that'd of that'd be a great spot to play. Uh, everybody's working for the weekend. That's right. Yes, <laughs> everyone is. But go ahead. But but now I'm working <laughs> for the weekend to be with my family. You know, and and that's the thing. I think when we become parents, you know, um, when when we meet your 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 significant other and you be, get married and you decide to have a family or not, it depends on whatever the will is of the of the individuals. But when you become a parent, a father or mother, then you part of yourself that drove your decisions is pretty much transferred to the other person mm-hmm. in the sense that I want to do whatever I can for this person, for my spouse. And then in their turn, they do that to me, you know, or, and vice versa, hundred percent each way. Yeah. And the thing when you bring kids in it, you has to be even more so, you know, to where like Chris and I joke about like, you know, we, we spend more money on the girls for clothes and everything else. 
And Chris is like, was, she was like, I don't know when last time I went shopping. I said, I'm still wearing the same pants six years ago. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's right. I had a shirt the, on from high school right. the other day. <laughs> yeah. The clothes I get are from Christmas presents. I mean, because the things we do, we want to nurture our kids. We want to provide the best for them as well. I mean, of course, not going overboard, but giving them the, the comfort and security of, of being a part of a loving family. And and that goes into kind of like also spending the, those, those times that – in the past, we were ourselves mm-hmm. individually, where we would we would focus on ourselves. We now focus on on someone else. Right, and and you know we've all we've all been guilty of that, like oh, trying yes. to get through the work week and looking yeah. past all that stuff to try to get to the weekend and the things that we're looking forward to. And that's another quote from Saint Jose Maria when he he says, "You must realize now more clearly than ever that God is calling you to serve Him in and from the ordinary, secular, and civil activities of human life." He waits for us every day in the laboratory, in the operating theater, in the army barracks, in the university chair, in the factory, in the workshop, in the fields, in the home, in all the immense panorama of work. And so that's, you know, every opportunity, every minute we have on this planet is an opportunity to serve the Lord and, and, and to bring glory to his name and to, and to be something special in somebody's life. And, you know, that that's something that we have to start realizing is, is if you if you realize who God is and who he wants you to be, then you never have to look at what's coming next and what's ahead and all of those things. Like I, I remember um, just like thinking about the other day that even even Jesus himself, like he was born into an ordinary family. He was born into an ordinary situation. You know, it was a young woman and a, and a young man. I mean, nobody knows St. Joseph's age, but I mean, he was a regular ordinary guy. God gave his son to an ordinary family to an ordinary man who was a carpenter who took joy in the everyday activities of his work and and took joy in the moments that he could spend with his son. You know, now nobody knows when St. Joseph passed away either and how old Jesus was or any of that. But I guarantee you that he took joy in those ordinary moments and and he had the the perspective of this is what's special in my life. You know, I don't need anything else special because what I have in front of me is everything I need. Sure. And, and I can be, and, yeah. and it gives me an opportunity to be everything they need. And the one-on-one time that Joseph and Jesus had in the carpenter shop, you know, him yeah. teaching him skills and passing down that, you know, earthly father and, and, and Jesus being together and trying to teach him all about life as well, you know, even though he knew a lot about life already, but that, that loving relationship as a father. So, yeah, he experienced it as well. Yeah, and it just, I mean, that's the thing. It just... It really, the girls the other day, you know, they asked me to go somewhere with them and I didn't think it was a big deal. You know, they wanted me to take them, I, f- I forgot where it was, we went to some store. and Or they wanted to go with me, I had an errand to run and they wanted to go with me. And when we got home, they both, like, we. I think we went to the post office to send off a couple of t-shirts or whatever. And all of a sudden, we get home and get out of the truck and they just both are hugging my leg. And, and I said, what, what, what's that for? And they go, we just thank you for letting us go with you. Hmm. You know, yeah. and, and I thought like we went to the post office. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you didn't even really go in. Like to you, you was know. an errand to them. It was fun, right? Yeah, to time. them, it yeah. was an opportunity to spend with their right. dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm getting to go somewhere with dad. Me, he chose me. He's taking me. He's not taking the other one or that. You know, yeah. or but me. I'm worthy of his attention. I'm worthy of his love. I. So you know, I just I've heard so many times in our in this ministry since we've started it. So many men that are hung up on that, and I know that that we can't be alone in that. I, yeah. We both said that we've fought it before, and and like something's missing in my life, and what that is 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 that comfortability with yourself, and and 
with where we are in life to be able to say, you know what, I find my joy not from something or from from some moment, but in every moment, no matter if it's some extravagant fireworks going off moment in my life, or if it's just the peace and quiet of a, of a moment away with God, you know, that, that we were born for the ordinary and there's nothing wrong with that. All, all that's wrong is our perspective of mm-hmm. it, you know, and, and that's easily changed. That's the great thing about perspective is, is that you can change your perspective, you know, on a whim. You can, you can learn something new like we're talking about today that can change your mind about things. Um, but when you go to talking about the perspectives, we have to look at it and get outside of ourselves, that inherent selfishness that you talked about, because that's what drives that thought is, well, to me, this is ordinary. To me, this is nothing special. To me, this is everything I do every day. But to, to the people around you, the people who love you the most, that could be the greatest moment of their life. That could be the greatest moment they've had in years. You know, and, and we, I think sometimes we forget the influence and the effect that we have on those around us. Um, you know, I, I, there's a lot of guys I've gotten, I've talked to that said, man, I would give anything to be able to go up on a stage, you know, to be able to talk to people and be able to share the gospel and do all that stuff. You know, and they say it to me because they know I get the opportunity to do it. And it's like, dude, but, but you could do extraordinary things in whatever it is you're called to, right? right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in your everyday life and your work with your family and the way that you go about whatever it is God calls you to do, whether it's working in the soup kitchen or, or you know, cleaning pews at the church or being on the altar society and the flower people and all of that stuff. Like, it's, it's, it's all in how we look at everything. And, and God is giving us, you know, opportunities every moment of every day. It's just whether or not we're paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. And, and for a long time in my life, I didn't. You know, I took everything for granted. I looked at it like, man, this stinks. I, you know, I don't have anything to do. I don't have anything. There's nothing going on in my life. It's just the same old day. Getting up, going to Napa again, or getting up, doing this again. And, and I just, I look back at how many, you know, times, especially like when my mother was alive, where I didn't spend time with her because it was just another day to spend time with my mom. And then one day she's gone. You know, and how extraordinary those moments could have been, you know, if I had if I had taken the time to spend with her instead of thinking, oh, this is just nothing, and I'll, you know, I'll have a million more times to spend with my mother. And if we're not careful, that's the same way we do with our kids. Yep. You know, they'll always be tomorrow. They'll always be tomorrow. Well, you know, I had a friend a couple months ago that dropped dead and died of a heart attack at 32 years old. Mm. You know, I mean, tomorrow's not is not promised to us. And as long as we are. As long as we're looking for these things in our lives, this extraordinary stuff that we that we've got to focus on, or our life has no meaning, or we're getting depressed, or we're just down in the dumps because there's not something for us to look forward to. Look forward to that time with your children. Look forward to that time with your wife. Look forward to the time that you could spend with the Lord because that's that's the thing. Is is when God is the center of your life, then everything becomes extraordinary. Everything you do. Um, not because it's changed inherently in what it is, but because you now see it from a different lens. You see it from the eyes of, of somebody who understands what God is calling us all to, being a gift and the things we've talked about here before. And you can change those moments. You can find your joy and you can get rid of that feeling of always looking for what's next in my life that, that I'm just excited about because you can be excited about every moment of your life. I think one of the purest moments that I have um, in my job from driving from one town to the next is uh, listen, I, I think I had the most profound moments when I say the rosary, when I'm in between in my car, you know, there's that silence and that meditative process. Um, of course I'm 
still paying attention to traffic, but yeah. um, it's that, that quietness uh, of being present with the Blessed Mother um, and, and asking her to support me as best I can in everything I'm doing as a father as well as a friend and, and a son. And um, find those times. Everyone, you, can, you have it. Find the time, and, and if you need help looking at what makes your kids happy and, and direct your attention there. Well, and you're in control of it, right? You're yeah. in control of how you feel and how you think. That's, that's completely up to you. Nobody else is in control of that. So all you got to do is change your perspective, right? Take looking at those ordinary moments and make every one of them extraordinary. Look at, look at yourself through the eyes of your children, through your wife, through the people around you, and that's going to change the way you look at a lot of things. But I want to take a second. You know, we said we we're going to draw a T-shirt last week. Oh, draw yeah. names. That's right. I draw. I, I drew. I, drawed, I drawed. Drew. <laughs> I drew Jeremy Stevens oh. uh, from Texas. So I'm going to be sending him out a T-shirt. Jeremy's been sending in stuff for a while. Congratulations, and, Jeremy. And yeah, and we get to send that out. So I'm glad to be able to do that. We also have just a gal in the pew shirt. So if any of you guys have wives out there that listen to like a shirt, it's up on the website. We sold ten in the first day of those shirts when I put them out. Like that really blew my wow. mind that that many you know, there were that many women that listened or guys that wanted to get them for their wives. And so those are out there. Um, same same quote on them. Just you know, it's it's a a uh, gal in the pew, and it even says just a gal in the pew on it, and they're ocean blue and unisex size so if anybody looks on the website then i know there's been questions about are they women's sizes or whatever unisex is is the sizes there so uh, my wife said it fit her like a regular t-shirt she wears so uh, but those are out there and jeremy congratulations uh you know as we close out the show here i just uh, you know once again don't let your life pass you by you know a lot of times that you hear that that old cliche stop and smell the roses well, as cliche as it may be, it's true. Yep. We need to really take take stock of these moments that we have with our family, with each other. Um, these things that we've learned through this quarantine time, this, this call back to ordinary life and to slow down and to enjoy the things that, that maybe we've been too busy to enjoy over the last couple of years of our life. We need to take a lesson from that. We need to listen to the whispers of, of the Holy Spirit in that. They're trying to lead us back to decluttering our life and getting out some of these things that that distract us so that we can really spend time helping these ordinary moments become extraordinary for those that we love so like we do with every show you know these things we talk about can be hard they they you know oftentimes demand a, a change of perspective from us so just be open to that pray about it and let the lord lead you to the change that he wants in your life so let's take it to prayer in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen Heavenly Father, oftentimes we can find ourselves depressed and feeling like we want more out of life. Our perspective can have a lot to do with that feeling. Help us to remember that it is in the ordinary where we find you. And Father, whenever we feel ourselves waning from the ordinary life, help us change our perspective to see how extraordinary ordinary life can truly be. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.